listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Happy Mother's Day. This Earth Oddity podcast, a special Mother's Day edition to all the moms out there and single dads who are pulling double duty. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to them as well. That laugh was from Tiny. Hello. Um, I'm John. This is Earth Oddity Podcast, and we're recording on Mother's Day. Tiny and I have both told our wives, we're tired of celebrating you. <laughs> we need to get together and record a podcast. Yeah. And, Credit to us. Yeah. Tara back talked a little bit, and Tiny showed her the back of his hand. And then she settled right down, said, y'all going in there and start recording, honey. That's a joke. <laughs> I didn't say you hit her. I said you just showed it. I got yeah, yeah. You know, once you hit them enough, you don't have to really hit them anymore. <laughs> you just give them a visual. I will say this: like Tara, if I make her mad enough, she'll just like smack me. Oh, for real? And and, and every time she does, I say, "Why does everybody laugh uh-huh. when you hit me?" Right. But it's not funny if it goes the other way. Here's what you need to do <laughs> is pull up that Johnny Depp trial and be like, this is where we're headed. <laughs> this is where we're headed, just so you know. She would be jokes on you. I don't have any, <laughs> any assets for you to take. <laughs> yeah. Um, how has your week been? It's been fun. Good. Good. I've had a good, pretty good week, emotional week for a lot of different reasons, but uh, a good week. I've been trying to uh, learn to meditate. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really just I, what I'm trying to do is empty my head of all thoughts. So, so this is like Far Eastern meditation. Somewhat, The kind yes. your youth minister told right. you would allow, yeah. make you susceptible to the devil. Sure, somewhat. Okay. So, you know, I, I got I pray every day, mm-hmm. and I'd always consider that a form of meditation, and I think it is. Yeah. And then I was doing some reading. Which I've been doing a lot of reading lately on a lot of weird stuff. And, okay, uh, I don't know if it's helping me or hurting me, honestly. But uh, when you say, because I was about to say, it depends on what you're reading. Like, what have you been reading? Oh, mainly Wikipedia articles. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely bad for you. <laughs> I don't know how it can be bad. It's, I'm just teasing. It's open source collective consciousness about subjects, right? Right. Which may or may not be right or wrong, depending on the time I read it. You know, but generally, I will say that like Wikipedia, they get a lot of flag. Sure, but created by somebody from Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah, he's no a graduate idea. of UA. I, I don't know that. if he's a true son of the state. Well, anyway, I, I've got to say that the majority of the time, I'm happy with mm-hmm. the information that's on Wikipedia. Yeah, right. It's not flawless, no. but it's a pretty good general place to go and right. read up on whatever. Because we don't have Encyclopedia Britannica yeah. anymore. Well, I just want to say this is really hard to think about nothing, like to get to make your brain be devoid of any thought. Mm-hmm. I can do it for about 10 seconds before something pops back in there. Well, how about this, John? Does nothing even exist? I don't know. I don't know. Because that's th- a very good question. You think of the void of space, but that's still not empty space because right. if we look into that, there's radiation, there's sure. the cosmic background radiation, there's, there's just, x-rays, right. ultra, there's all kinds of stuff. Dark matter. So <laughs> the concept of absolutely nothing, Right. I'm not sure nothing even I exists. Don't know. But you would think a person in control of all their faculties would be able to go, all right, I'm not going to think about anything. Mm-hmm. But even then, like I would be like, I'm not going to think about anything, and then I'd be like, 
I hear the air conditioner, you know, like it'll yeah, creep yeah. back in for a little bit. So I don't know what'll happen. I don't know if I'm turning Buddhist <laughs> or, or what. And I it's think, not like I'm sitting cross-legged in the floor, right. you know, or anything. Normally I'm just like laying in bed. I hadn't slept a lot at all this mm-hmm. week. So I was just like, help try to help me go back to sleep because I had a lot on my mind. And I think me and you need to go online and book a couple trips to the isolation tank. <laughs> <laughs> I was texting a very old friend texted me out of the blue this week and I was texting him about it because it was on my mind. And he was Are like you for real. Uh-huh, yeah. Because I've tried to get Tara to go with me, and she oh, won't no, do no, it. Oh, no, no, not that. I'm talking oh. about... <laughs> I thought you were talking about... I was fixing to launch into, oh, no, no. I totally want to book me a session at the isolation booth. <laughs> no. Uh, I was telling him about how I've been trying to think about nothing. Okay. You know? And we were had like a little back and forth conversation, and he was like, it, it just looks like that you need more psychedelics. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. So this is the next best thing. So, anyways, um, we got a we got a schedule to keep to today. Okay, you know, uh, I got a deadline. I have to be done by. So what happened last week? Um, we got we're going to talk about the elections. All right, all right. Everybody's into the elections. Nazis. Coming up in November. Yeah, Nazis, and we're going to talk about wild turkey. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about a man who caused a disruption at his city council meeting. And then I've got a feel-good story. I guess you call it a feel-good story about uh, cereal. But I wanted to start with this one. And the headline here is, uh, A $35 sculpture found at an Austin Goodwill. Turns out it was looted from a museum during World War II. It was like a for real okay. Roman All bust right. of, a, of a dude. Yeah, like like Julius lots and lots of money. Worth oh. way more than the thirty four ninety nine that they yeah, paid. Right. Goodwill. <laughs> you mean to tell me Goodwill doesn't have great appraisers checking <laughs> that stuff in? Well, somebody dropped the ball yeah. in this case. When Laura Young found a human head under a table at the Goodwill store on Far West Boulevard in 2018, she had no idea what she was getting herself into. The price tag said $34.99, and it seemed like a deal. It was all white, made of marble, weighed about 50 pounds, clearly antique and clearly old, said Young, who runs her own business as an antiques dealer and goes to a lot of thrift stores looking for treasures. Shout out to 360p sure, on Instagram. Right. <laughs> yeah, everybody go hit him up. <laughs> In fact, he commented, I made that post. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. Uh-huh. It was a complete joke. It was like, because all these women are always going, a closet clean out, check the comments. <laughs> yes. And so I was like, closet clean out, Ralph Lauren, North Face, Columbia, whatever, check the comments. And my first comment was, I took it to Goodwill. <laughs> Y'all head on down there. <laughs> He's he, probably all about it. He commented, I was like, you got any old Grateful Dead stuff? <laughs> he hustled. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I will say this. And I mean, this this show isn't about through our buddy Jeff. No. But he paid for his family's trip to Disney World last year. Nice. Just hustling on that's good Face, on the Facebook. Yeah. So. Okay. And probably a little of that furniture money from you helped him out. <laughs> probably a little bit. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so she brought the head. She bought the head, lugged it out to her car, buckled it into the passenger seat, and then took it home. She wanted to figure out what the sculpture was, so she did some Googling, and she started piecing things together. She contacted an auction house in London that confirmed it was really old. 
like first century old, hmm. which is pretty old. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> right there at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another auction house managed to find the head in a catalog of items from a German museum in the 1920s and 30s. It was listed as a portrait bust of a man named Drusus Germanicus. Okay. So, Drew. <laughs> and so she began her four-year-long ordeal trying to get rid of a 2,000-year-old sculpture. Why? Yeah. Why would you ever get rid of it? Yeah, I would sell it. No, I would just keep it for forever. <laughs> you just keep it. <laughs> Tell my kids, like, this is first century stuff. And it made it to our, you know, family. I have it in my trailer in Texas. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, keep this for forever. And like, at Christmas time, you put, like, a little Santa Claus hat sure, on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, football season, you put his little Bama helmet on him. All that stuff. Yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> Uh, she says, there are plenty of Roman portrait sculptures in the world, and there's a lot of them around. They're generally just not in good wheels, joked Stephanie Mulder, an art history professor at UT Austin. So the object itself itself is not terribly unusual, but the presence of it here is what makes it extraordinary. Now, they say they don't exactly know how it wound up under a table in a good wheel, but uh, it just says that there's a lot of examples of German-owned art showing up in random places after the war, after sure. World War II. I mean, that tends to happen right. after a war. No, yeah, you lose, you get looted. That's the way it goes. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, the marble bust was cataloged at a museum called Pom- Pompeianum in the German city of Schaffenberg. The museum was a replica of a villa in Pompeii, which was buried in volcanic ash in the first century, the German king, Ludwig I, had something of an obsession with Pompeii. So he built this villa in the 1840s to house a bunch of Roman art. Anyway, 100 years later, World War II was raging. In the spring of 1945, Schaffenberg, is that what I said? Was mm-hmm. the spite of a battle between the Nazis and the U.S. Army in the battle, this, uh, this villa was hit by bombs and heavily damaged. Many of the objects were either destroyed or looted afterwards. So, unfortunately, in this case, it may have been a U.S. soldier who either looted it for himself or purchased it from someone who had looted it before him. You know, maybe someone just, hey, right. give me some of your rations. I'll give you this sure. priceless first century Roman bust. Right. <laughs> it could be. Uh, so, anyway, they, they're they not 100% sure, but they're just guessing that a U.S. soldier took this bust, right. brought it back home. Yeah. Dies, yeah. Now his grandkids and are cleaning out. Kids are like, I don't need this. Yeah, what is this thing? Throw what it is- in. Throw it in the goodwill yeah. box. Papa always had the weirdest stuff. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> well, right next to the pineapple grenades. <laughs> <laughs> so a worker slapped a thirty four ninety nine price tag on it, and you know, put it for sale. Sure. And then this person bought it, and for the last four years, have been, I guess, trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. Keep it for forever. That's what I would do. <laughs> she says that uh, she was she was in possession of a looted piece of ancient art. She couldn't keep it, which you totally could. Why not? It's yours. <laughs> she couldn't sell it. Again, you totally could. Yeah, right. <laughs> you bought it, right? Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if someone is going to claim this art, I'm going to need my $34.99 Absolutely, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like, it's for resale. That's when you go to reselling it. <laughs> Uh, she wanted to, it says that here that uh, giving it back to its rightful owners was harder than it sounds. At that point, I realized I was probably going to need help. 
So she hired a lawyer in New York who specializes in international art law. Negotiations began. It was complicated. It takes a long time to figure out all this stuff, even in the best of times. But the pandemic complicated things even further. I would have taken that as a sign from God that right, he wants me to keep this art. Exactly. He sent a plague so you could keep this. <laughs> it was slow going. Christians and, and the Romans weren't on good, exactly good terms, you know? <laughs> Not until Constantine. Sure. Right. Constantine did a lot well, he realized, to smooth over yeah. relations with the Christian community. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. <laughs> Nero did all he could to stamp it out. Well, he did not like us at all. At all. At all. Well, we were he rabble rousers. Rome. And said we did it. Sure. And he did it. <laughs> but he did it. Yeah. No, yeah. It's like, what's the meme where the guy you know, shoots and he's like, why did why'd you make me do that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's like Eric Andre. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, finally, they worked out some kind of deal where the Germans was, were going to take this bust back. The exact terms of the deal are confidential, but the head will stay in Texas on display for about a year. Uh, last month, mer- movers came to get him. And they took it back. Now you can you can currently see him on display at the San Antonio Museum of Art. It's going to be there for a year, and then it's going to. I'm trying to see where if it says where it's going to be in Germany. So she's had this thing for four years, I'm trying to figure out how. Oh. Credit to her, trying to figure out how she was going to give it right. back. Very honest, though. So, yes. Imagine, though, you got it sitting on your shelf and your kid, like, knocks it off and breaks <laughs> it, you know, during the middle of this whole process. Well, it's made out of marble. Yeah. Now, that doesn't make it indestructible. No, it just crack right in half, <laughs> yeah. you know? Get out the super glue. Yeah. Probably, yeah, your dog's running around and hits the shelf it's on and it falls and breaks. <laughs> it sounds like she's trying to sell it, right? There's well, no need to get a lawyer involved to give something back, I would think. Right. Well, I don't know. It d- it doesn't say that in the article. It's something about negotiations. <laughs> I remember That's the true. word negotiation. Being negotiations in there. were in there, but now, I mean, it it doesn't. Su- it wouldn't surprise me if someone was trying to sell something, but then wanted to be portrayed in the media as yeah. they were giving it back to the rightful owner. But I don't know. Sure. No, I feel like that's the case. Because I think if I was in her shoes and I wanted to give this back, first thing I would do, take a picture of my receipt from from <laughs> Goodwill and go, all right, I bought it. It's legally mine under the laws of the United States, I guess. And I'm going to give it back to you. So nobody can come in and be like, well, no, you stole that from me or whatever. You're like, no, I bought it at the Goodwill. Which, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can steal something and donate it to Goodwill. Sure. And that's still not, I mean. Yeah, I guess you could be receiving stolen property. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I really don't know. But I don't know. Is there like a like an, an intent factor there? Like I was intentionally buying something I know was stolen, or if you just buy something that was stolen, you're guilty. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What but I'm I feel like you just are. call up. Yeah, who's in charge of Germany now? Is Merkel still over there? <laughs> Just call her up and be like, hey, look, I got I got a statue, you guys. I feel like if you lose a war, yeah. you should just expect. Well, that's when Merkel to- goes, look, <laughs> look you know, the, the Nazis had that. We don't really want it back. You keep it over there. You guys got your whole Nazi thing going over there. <laughs> now, probably better serve you guys keeping it. You know? Yeah. We don't want it back over here. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it was mine and, and someone was writing an article about me, I would say it is for sale to the highest bidder. <laughs> yeah. Who wants it? <laughs> Who wants it? Who wants it? 
And then, of course, John, he would stick it on his mantle and sure. decorate it for the holidays. Absolutely. Put a little Bama hat on it. Yeah. <laughs> be great. And until my kids knocked it off. Put a Halloween mask on it on sure. October. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you could do all kind of cool stuff. Well, speaking of Nazis, let's talk about Mexican Nazis. Okay. A Mexican couple has a Nazi wedding in some place in Mexico. Tlaxcala? I don't know. Nailed it. I haven't watched enough Narcos to get my <laughs> all of my Mexican cities down. Adolf Hitler married Eva Braun 77 years ago on April 29th. Now in the year 2022, a couple has decided to marry with Nazi Germany as their theme. The husband, identified only as Fernando, works as a public official and chose to dress in a World War II-era German military uniform to show his admiration for Hitler. Wow. Let's be honest. I would expect this kind of thing from Argentina, which is where they <laughs> fled after the war. Yes. It surprises me a little that it's going on in Mexico. First of all, huge stolen valor on this guy's part. <laughs> all right? Huge stolen valor. But also... Nazi uniforms were awesome looking. We all have to admit it. Nazis were bad. Their uniforms are great. Yeah. Okay. But he is wearing the uniform of a loser. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Plus bad. It's like when you do a Civil War reenactment and they hand you like the South uniform. You're like, man, I, <laughs> yeah. oh, man I'm going to be the one playing dead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. The bride, whose name is Josephina, uh, on the other hand, arrived at the wedding ceremony in a Volkswagen with swastikas and other Nazi symbols, uh. as well as photos of the dictator. Their son was named Reinhard after General Reinhard Heydrich, a high-ranking Nazi officer, and their daughter was named Hannah after Hannah Richt, a woman who was part of Hitler's team of pilots. Uh, I understand that for many people, Hitler represents genocide, racism, and violence. People, on the other hand, make judgments without having all of the facts or believing in the victor's history. Okay, please educate me. <laughs> Hitler was, he's about to. Hitler was a vegetarian who rescued his country from famine and returned to his people the lands lost during World War One. Okay, he was a vegetarian, you say? Well, that's strike one in my book. <laughs> His friends and family adored him. We were led to believe that Hitler was racist, but he came to the great Jesse Owen to greet Jesse Owens at the 1936 Olympics. The newlyweds also told or told all this to the Mexican news outlet alongside with photos that went viral on social media. Simon Weisen, the Simon Weisenthal Center a Jewish human rights organization urged Mexican authorities to condemn the wedding with the Nazi symbols, noting that Mexico has voted for United Nations resolutions condemning the distortion of the Holocaust and condemned all kind of racism on various occasions. Uh, we have not seen convictions or actions by the state or by human rights organizations condemning this outrage. Uh, Shaman Samuel said so. The pictures, uh, I got to admit, it, are precious. The, it opens up a Twitter link, but there they are. I mean, that's bride and groom. Mm. They don't look very Aryan to me. 
Oh, they're not Aryan at all. <laughs> now, you can find there are there were minorities in the German army and part, you know, they started conquering North Africa and all mm-hmm. that and annexing troops in to help them. And so you can see like uh like a black dude in a Nazi uniform. There are pictures of them well, out there. I mean, if you can get them to fight for you, yeah, you right. Want to you're send not turning German them down. In there. Right. You're not turning them. That's a, especially that's like when you're a getting thing. your butt kicked. People will uh people will bring that up. It's like you know Hitler wasn't racist. He let black people be in his army, and you're like, yeah, he was probably sending them in first. <laughs> well, you, know? you also hear people say that there were uh African Americans that fought for the South. That's right. There were. Which is true. A lot of Native Americans did too, <laughs> because they were promised their freedom <laughs> if well, they fought. People don't know Native Americans. Took slaves with them on the Trail of Tears, you know, mm-hmm. what we call the five civilized tribes. And I guess you can't really count the Seminole because they weren't all into leaving at all. And they're like, we're just going to go in this big, huge swamp. And what you going to do about it? <laughs> Y'all can't come get us. We're cool down here. <laughs> but, but a lot of the uh, a lot of uh, Choctaw, Cherokee, Chickasaw, you know, had slaves, had adopted European, you know, dress and mm-hmm. Uh, row crop farming and all that stuff. And well, so, there was a lot of talk at the time of assimilation. Wasn't right, there? Yes. Like, like we're bringing civilization. Right, yeah, we're civilizing to these wild people. Right, yeah, and so. the tribes around here did pretty good with mm-hmm. that. So, what was his name? There was a general in the Confederate Army that was like a Chickasaw, I think. Wait, I think was his last name, hmm. um, who led like a whole company. And yeah, there went on the trail of tears when Jackson <laughs> was like. Look, y'all gotta y'all gotta get on out of here. Most of them left. Yeah, they were yeah. like, well, we're we're taking our slaves with us, right? Well, we don't have to leave them behind. <laughs> yeah. And the South was like, sure, sure. Yeah, go no, go ahead. No, it's fine. Take them on. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just how that's how society worked back then. Oh, not good or bad. I it's puzzling to me that this Mexican guy has decided. He wants to go full retro Nazi. Well, I feel like no matter if anybody, for for good or for ill, if anyone gets famous or infamous enough, yeah, somebody's gonna. There's like gonna him. be someone that right. likes them. I agree. Yeah, well, I feel like this dude. A perfect example, Satan. Yeah, there's a church for Satan. Sure is. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like the this guy, our young Mexican friend here. Just spent a little too much time on 4chan and didn't like understand hey, that some of this is a joke. You know, yeah. some of these people are just doing it to be absurd. And I went full in. No, Hitler, Hitler was right, y'all. I want <laughs> to have a wedding like his. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's cool, guys. And while I'm at it, Prince, Prince Hans, he was really the good guy <laughs> in Frozen. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and Daniel's son was the bad guy in Karate Kid. Well, now that part's true, right? <laughs> yeah. You can make an argument. Yeah, no, there's a whole like cut up <laughs> thing I saw once on YouTube where they're talking about that. And I was like, yeah, Daniel you, you kind of was. Cobra Kai, I was about to say, yeah, season I, I, one, right. you get Johnny's. Right, yeah, yeah. It was the, the same story. thing as that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, my next story, I tell you, all this Nazi talk. <laughs> racism sure world war ii looting let's let's do something light here okay. okay what do you think about cereal um i'm a fan of it i love cereal personally yeah, yeah i like cereal and i don't care how bad it is for you how much sugar it has <laughs> in it it's delicious <laughs> yeah no they 
Dude will try to get us on like a plain Cheerio kick every once in a while <laughs> to help our health. You know, I'm like, oh, I yeah. would rather die than eat that. <laughs> so I can eat cardboard rings? No. My son, he got mad at me last week because we had a big old bag of Captain Crunch in the pantry that FYI, nobody has touched right. like all week long. I was the only person who was eating it. And so naturally, after about a week, I, I ate the last Just bowl. Go. Right. I mean, there was no other food in the house. I had to eat something. Yeah. And my son, Josiah, who has not asked for cereal in two weeks, he just was walking by the garbage can, looked over and saw that empty bag of cereal in there <laughs> and said, Dad is stupid. He <laughs> ate all my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ollie's mad at us about cereal, too, because we got a big box of Reese's Puffs. Mm -hmm. But I won't open it up until we finish the, like, four other kinds of cereals <laughs> we have open. And it's just taunting him up on the top <laughs> shelf. He can't reach it and all. Well, get busy on the other ones. Well, yeah, eat this Cookie Crisp. Well, nobody hates Cookie Crisp. You're acting like I'm making you eat plain Cheerios. We got Lucky Charms, Cookie Crisp, Captain Crunch. Like, no, you're good. I'm not sticking you with uh, Raisin Bran or anything, which I happen to like Raisin Bran. But yeah. <laughs> Only if it's got two scoops. <laughs> I love it, man. That's what you see to my grannies in the morning. Well, now, I tell you what. This is uh, probably not in the, in, the, in the tradition of Captain Crunch and all the other okay. sugary cereals, but this could be a whole new market. Tropicana has recently created a cereal specifically for orange juice. Okay. Uh, Tropicana will be giving away boxes of the limited run granola based cereal for free. I'm, I'm sure they're just testing this house. Yeah. If this is something people would pay for. Uh, pouring milk onto your cereal is the classic, and for many people, the only viable combination. Now, I grew up white trash. Yeah. Have you ever tried to eat a bowl of cereal with water on it? No, I haven't. I tried it one time, yeah. and I immediately spit it out like I'm sure, sure every other individual yeah. has done. So, no, no, no that's. I mean, that was, we didn't have to do that. No, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather eat it dry. Yeah, just out of the dry. box than right. water on it. Most of our kids eat just dry cereal. But one time when I was a kid, we had cereal, we had no milk, and I just give it a, you get, I, I give tried a shot. It, and it was it was just as terrible as I think it would be. <laughs> I could get by if I needed to, but if I <laughs> yes. didn't have to, I, well, I'm not going to. But uh, what about orange juice? It's already on the table as part of the mythical complete breakfast. So why isn't it plausible to pour OJ over your cereal? Sure. Uh, even the orange juice specialist at Tropicana admit that OJ might not be the ideal choice for mixing with cereal, but in honor of National Orange Juice Day, which is on May 4th, which is Star Wars Day, everybody knows that, quit trying to take their day. The <laughs> it was probably Orange Juice Day first. The star, <laughs> all y'all Star Wars nerds got together. There's uh, credit to all y'all. I only saw like three people make a May the 4th be with you joke. Yeah. I feel like everybody's finally gotten to, a, all right, we've seen enough of that. Well, it was on a Wednesday, and then Cinco de Mayo was on a Thursday, which really just messed up everybody's Cinco weekend. Cinco de Mayo <laughs> kills May the 4th, you know? Like, it kills May 4th. Cinco de Mayo is great. Yeah. Tacos, tequila. What's not to love about it? <laughs> on May 4th, you get to make a joke and carry your lightsaber to work. Give it. Come on. Come on. It's not. It's better than just uh, regular old. It's better than Orange Juice it's Day. It's better than May 3rd. <laughs> and it's also better than National Orange Juice Day. Yeah, I agree. You can drink, like, what is it? Vodka and orange juice if you wanted screwdriver. to. Screwdriver. Yeah, screwdriver. Yeah. Well, anyway, Tropicanda has... Uh, 
they've decided to release a, a cereal that is specifically intended to mix with orange juice instead of milk. It is touted as the first ever breakfast cereal created to pair with Tropicana Pure Premium so that you can sip your sunshine and eat it too. The unusual cereal that is made for OJ will only be available through TropicanaCrunch.com. The juice brand will be giving boxes away for free while supplies last starting on May 4th. So hmm. I've got my order in. <laughs> you I don't know if I'll in. get it or not. <laughs> I heard they're delivered at the same time your Steam Deck comes. <laughs> Uh, what is Tropicana Crunch? The box describes it as honey almond cereal. The website explains that it contains honey almond clusters. A Tropicana spokesperson further explained to us that after testing multiple flavors and textures, the company opted for a granola-based cereal because it can withstand the acidity in orange juice better than other things like flakes, which would go soggy more quickly. Uh, add the honey almond flavor. That was chosen to balance it against the orange juice's tartness. Additionally, the box advertises that it comes with a paper sipping straw inside. Ooh, to Ooh, get a little prize right. in the box. <laughs> there you go. Paper so we don't kill the tur- turtles, too. Yes. Seeming to imply that taste testers would be willing to slurp up any remaining liquid in the bowl, which, I mean, I know that's what we do with milk. And I love that sugary oh. milk concoction at the very end of your cereal. I always let my cat drink it. Oh, really? Yeah. I like it. No, nah, you've got to let your cat get a little bit. <laughs> Uh, on the website, it also uh, it says the brand does hedge their bets. The combo is referred to as an unforgettable breakfast experience. And later, the site says whether you hate it or love it, you won't know until you try it. At the very least, I can't imagine it being worse than pouring OJ on any other cereal. Meanwhile, this orange juice pairing cereal is the second time in the past year that Tropicana has made a bold attempt to tackle some of the orange juice's perceived shortcomings Last year, the brand released Tropicana Toothpaste, which is a limited-run giveaway of a toothpaste especially designed not to make your orange juice taste bad after brushing your teeth. Okay. So. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if it worked or not, but for someone that drinks a lot of orange juice, that sounds like a probably, great yeah, idea. Probably pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, everyone, go to the website and get yeah. your get your cereal. I don't know how I feel about it. I like orange juice. Mm-hmm. Um, I like cereal. I'd probably give it a shot. I would. I mean, I was about to say, it's, it's not something like I don't hear that. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's orange juice and granola. I thought it so. would have a little more like other fruits in there too to like balance out, mm-hmm. so it's not just overwhelmingly orange. <laughs> like everything you eat, <laughs> you could probably slice you up some banana in there. Yeah, that's what I figured. Have like some yeah, freeze dried yeah, yeah. something. You know, there's somebody with a palate could probably pick that stuff out. Once again, than me. John showing his marketing proudness. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> exactly. Right. Why didn't they ask you? Hire me, Tropicana. <laughs> Not really. I got a great job. I will hire on as a consultant. Yeah, so you can consult on yeah. the side. Yeah. Right. There you go. Um, all right. I don't know where to go. There's not a good segue on my other stories. So let's talk about a GOP politician, tiny, firmly Republican. (laughs) This is one of his guys, okay? Yes, one of my guys. This is from Lebanon, Indiana. An Indiana man who is currently in jail uh, reportedly is one of three winners in a GOP primary and will appear on this year's ballot for a township board seat. Andrew Wilhout. 39, is awaiting trial for the murder of his wife, Elizabeth Nikki Wilhoit. Uh, he, he was reportedly arrested in March. 
Nikki's body was pulled from a creek after her husband told deputies he dumped her there after striking her with a flower pot during a fight outside their home. Like in a Looney Tunes cartoon? I think so. I think My he, gosh. You think he just picked up, you know, like the nearest gardenia? and Thinking just, it was going to make a bonk sound and be hilarious, yeah. and then she didn't get back up. <laughs> like one of those terracotta pots right upside the head. It's not funny at all. Not funny at all. This lady died. But you know, he was like, I still got it. You know, like, I know I pitched in high school. It's been a while. Dang. I still got a little whip in this arm. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to hurt me in the polls. <laughs> During Tuesday's Republican primary uh, for the board seat, you want to guess how many votes he received? Uh, I'm going to say 72. 60. You were close. Man. Placing him behind the only other two candidates. Since three candidates could win the nomination and only three candidates ran, all three won. Um, no Democrats ran in the primary for the Clinton Township Board because they don't they don't care. They're out trying this to... A, this is Trump country. <laughs> that's right. It's Trump country. <laughs> but they're all busy protesting at the Supreme Court right now. You know? Right. I got some hot takes on that too. We need to wait to the Patreon. I was gonna say we'll get to that in the Patreon section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking with uh, the Kokomo Tribune, co-director of the bipartisan Indiana Electin- Election Division, Brad King says nobody can remove him from the ballot, but the murder suspect can withdraw from the race by June fifteenth if he wishes. Um, Court documents said that he initially lied to detectives saying he didn't know where his wife was after she failed to show up for work. Eventually, he told police a different story and her body was found. So, sounds like he's he's probably already admitted to it. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, maybe he, he was like, I, was I don't know if, how she died, but she's over there in that creek. <laughs> if he told the, the police where she was, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's pretty, pretty hard to come back from that. It's going to be tough to serve in office. From jail, but maybe he can. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. COVID has prepared him for this. Sure. <laughs> yeah, with Zoom and everything else. Oh, my gosh. He, so, he looks like trouble. You know, nobody he, looks yes, great in their mugshot. Yeah. Very few people look great in their mugshot. But he I looks can, like a dude that throw a flower pot at a woman, doesn't I he? I can picture him in a wife beater with the net back trucker cast and shake that. Well, you know, he's probably out on the back patio, got a couple beers in him, getting ready to fire up the big green egg. He got his election <laughs> going, been out putting up signs all day. And she's coming out. I was like, hey, can you come do me a favor? And he's like, no, look. I'm about to relax. I've been busy campaigning all day. She nags him a little bit more. I'm going to bonk you on the head with this flower pot. (laughs) Yeah, I'll throw this flower pot at you and you die. Not funny at all. Lady died. Yeah. That's probably how it went down in my mind. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone, Nikki. This is why John doesn't support the death penalty. (laughs) That's right. John doesn't want this guy to go to the... He doesn't deserve to die. Okay. No, I, I, that is the wrong phrasing. He deserves to die. But just not right? by us, not by the state. Well, the state doesn't need the person who picks the time. time. It doesn't need to be the people who pick when mm-hmm. he dies. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I figure God can get all that worked out, right? If the wages of sin is death. Sure. And we are all We're awaiting, all awaiting hurtling towards it, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, we are leaps and bounds. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. figure God can work it all out. If he mm-hmm. needs to die right now, God can make that happen. He can. Yeah. yeah. Well, all y'all predestined folks would be like, he's predestined to die in the electric chair, well, you know? What if we just tie him to a stake 
And, you know, if the Lord wants him to live, he'll give him food. Now, he I, won't starve to death. <laughs> I am for the public stock things that they used to have, you know, oh, in the early 1700s. And we just go down and throw apples at them and stuff. <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. That's also the best you can hope for. Sure. Being locked in those stocks. Yeah, right. Yes. I feel like a lot of people, especially if you were a woman back then. Oh, yeah. It was. Just, yeah, no, it was good for them. was the least yeah. of your yeah, no. worries. Yeah, we might need to cover up the backside. <laughs> yeah. Let's figure out a way to get that handled. But yeah. but yeah, I'd love to throw apples and tomatoes at them and stuff. Well, at this guy, sure. Sure. I'm with you on Flower that. pot? Just sling one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, Republicans, this is the people y'all associate with, just so you know. Okay? This is your party right here. I feel They're- like if you if we was to go down the list, we would cover a wide gamut of political oh, yeah. affiliations sure. talking about criminals. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're all a bunch of criminals. That's what we do in the United States. And many and, and, and many on both sides were hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Definitely. So. People forget, uh, what was his name? The Democrats had a Speaker of the House. He was Speaker of the House for a long time that had to step down because he was messing with kids, and it came out. Really? Oh, yeah. Dang. Hastert. Dennis Hastert. Okay. Yeah. People forget. He's yeah. Speaker of the House. Well, it was also, I remember when like all the Epstein stuff came out. Oh, he was all, I don't know if he was up with Epstein, well, but yeah, I'm sure know. he was like, you guys got a rocket over there. Well, Wish I could get an invite. Well, I'm just saying, though, that when all that came out, if you were on the left, everyone was showing pictures of him and yeah, Trump. Right. And if you were on the right, everyone was showing pictures of him uh, and Clinton. Absolutely. Instead of going, <laughs> it kind Instead of messed of, up. Hey, you know what? How about yeah. all our... Politi- all our politicians right. are, are bad folks. I've been seeing pictures of Musk with her, too, just so you know. Yeah, he responded to that on Twitter. Oh, what did which, he say? I mean, he says that uh, his tweet was, she photobombed me while I was at the Vanity Fair Gala. Uh, the real question is, why was she invited to the Vanity Fair Gala? <laughs> which he makes a good point. Very good point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He also wore a... Uh, he wore a jacket to the gal. The what was it? The that big the foray they had. Yes. Okay. It said uh, "New World Order" on the back. Oh, for real? So that got a bunch of people fired. Oh, up. I'm sure. There's probably a lot of people, conservatives there. A lot. All right, I'm out on Elon. I was cool when he bought Twitter. <laughs> well, he also amongst all this like conservatives talking about how much they love Elon Musk, and I love, I'm a big fan myself. But uh, Tesla, they announced that they would uh, provide financial assistance and lodging if they needed to travel out of state to get an abortion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back when Texas passed the law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that coming out. Nobody, well, it didn't blow up like it is now. Of course, it's got good reason to be blowing up right now. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) We will. How about this? A man dressed as poop emoji sets off a stink bomb at a city council meeting. Respect. Not all heroes wear capes. That's right. Some of them wear poop emoji costumes. (laughs) Respect for this dude. This is in Ann Arundel County, Maryland. That, did I get that right? Police sure. in Maryland say a man dressed in a poop emoji costume let off a stink bomb after his speech saying that the city council passed a turd of a bill. <laughs> on May 2nd, Phil Atato put on quite a show telling city council members in the county that they were upholding white supremacy by passing a bill which established a police accountability board. He was angry that they didn't include the already existing and Arundel County Coalition for Police Accountability. Therefore, he said that it gives the illusion of transparency 
but without any accountability. He goes on to say, you got it passed with the labor and discomfort that comes with passing a giant turd, and then you thought you could flush it and move on. Following his colorful comments, city council members noticed a bad smell in the room. Officers were asked to investigate as the meeting takes a recess. Officers then approached the man and escorted him out of the building. It is unclear whether he will face any charges. Oh, uh, you can't charge you for that. I bet they do. Uh, you know they would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like if you should. have authority, that's what you do. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they shouldn't charge you. <laughs> Somebody's got to be like, come on, guys, it's pretty good. All right, he got us. <laughs> yeah, no need to get this dude a record. He got us, okay? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I I know how I know how our city council works. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of dandies <laughs> on our city council, you know. Yeah, and they would not let this go unpunished. They would be, how dare he yeah. disrespect the decorum <laughs> exactly. of this esteemed council, <laughs> this sacred <laughs> council. <laughs> I love it. You're deciding which roads to pave and where to put a new water line. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You you guys aren't that important. Yeah. If only he could have like let a giant fart rip. That'd have been great. <laughs> like a long time yes. on top of all that. So yesterday, it was just me and Dieter downstairs and uh and the dog. And mm-hmm. we got a doggy door. We've had a doggy door since we moved in. It mm-hmm. was there. And I've recently taught Jay how to use it, which is great. He just you know? recently figured it out. Well, it, I hadn't messed with it that okay. much because I was worried about the cat getting loose. Oh, okay. But now I realize my cat is a scaredy cat, and it'll go out it, but it doesn't stay out very mm-hmm. long. And so I finally just keep it open pretty much all day long when we're there, and Jay will go in and out. And so it's just me and Jay and Deidre. And Jay came in and was wandering around. And he farted, but he was over by Deidre, and I thought it was her. <laughs> and I thought she was taking a nap. So I started yeah. laughing, and she was like, that wasn't me. And I was like, yes, it was. And she was like, I promise it was Jay. I'm not convinced my wife didn't fart. Sean's like, all right, Amber Heard. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's talk turkeys, okay? Okay. Are you a big fan of turkeys? You ever been turkey hunting? I have. Yeah. I've never got one. Me either. They're tough very hard. to hunt. Very hard. <laughs> I, and I do enjoy turkey. I like turkey sandwiches as yeah. well as oven roasted turkey. Sure. Deep fried turkey. Right. I like turkey. Yeah, I take turkey any way you can get it to, mm-hmm. really. I, I, now, on the lunch meat scale, it's lower down than me. But maybe it's because it's so common. Maybe. Know? I mean, I, I would say it's right there alongside everything else. I can't yeah. really think of a favorite lunch meat. Roast beef. Love it. <laughs> love roast beef. They're a little expensive, but I love roast beef. Great. All right, American wild turkeys have made a remarkable comeback. The bird's population, which had fallen to about 200,000 in the early 1900s, has risen over to 7 million today. You can thank hunters for that, by the way, in the National Wild Turkey Foundation. That's what it is. They they deserve all the credit. An animal credit to the people that are killing them. That's really what it is. Yeah, because they want to make sure there's plenty of them around to kill. Yeah. Um, which I guess when, you know, like we made it through the Cumberland Gap or whatever, it was just open season on turkeys. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to expect. They're just used to dodging coyotes and red wolves and stuff. And oh, was a couple of weeks back, uh, me and Eli, we went out to the land just to oh, you know, yeah. just stomp around target shoot, sure. just do some of that. And we were come we were we were we were, walk, we were driving back 
And there was one that run right across the trail. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. It's fun to see. Them. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the latest turkey to make headlines is an aggressive Tom that has been attacking cyclists, uh, runners and walkers on a river walk trail in Washington, D.C. And he's been doing it for five months. <laughs> now, it seems to me like we had a story about a turkey attacking people in Germany not long ago. Did we do that on here? That sounds vaguely familiar. I remember the fox. And now we have a fox has been attacking people on Capitol Hill. And so the animals are banding together, <laughs> rising up against us. Um, Ranger Joe, who first encountered the three and a half foot tall fowl in the fall of 2021, he's a park guide. And uh, him and a colleague were on a bike patrol when the massive bird began to chase them. Massive bird. Yeah. I mean, you could kick it, yeah, you know? know? I mean, yes, turkeys are large for birds. Absolutely. But they're not, you know, they're not raptors. No. They're not going to chase you down. Like, you could take a baseball bat to one so easily, I bet. You yeah. just let it run at you, take a step to the side, and tee off. I mm-hmm. mean, like a slow-pitch softball. I, I find geese, I think they would be scarier than a turkey because they got that snake-like head. Sure. But Even geese don't bother me that much. Me either. I'm yeah. just saying, like, of birds. Yeah. I would think a, a a super mad goose would be scarier than right. a mad turkey. Yeah, no, we got a couple of Canadian geese, Jacqueline, come and get them uh, out at the Boy <laughs> Scout camp now that have taken up residence. And they're chase, they're going to be chasing kids around all summer. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, so Ranger Joe said, we got a kick out of it. He said, then we started getting complaints. It started getting aggressive. It's gotten more and more aggressive. Since then, the fierce fowl and his attack – has attacked numerous unsuspecting residents. Among them is D.C. resident and musician Dee Dee Florian. The average, the avid bicyclist, the average cyclist was traversing the trail on April 12, 2022, when he got attacked. This big, gigantic wild turkey jumps out of the brush and almost claws me in the face and knocked me off my bike, he recalled. <laughs> it knocked him off the bike. It literally chased me around for like five minutes. Think of him. <laughs> He's like in all his spandex, his little shoes are like click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, running from that bird. Not D.D. Flooring. <laughs> I was running around trying to get away from it and get back to my bike. It was just crazy. Uh, he said the turkey then got distracted by another biker and turned to hound her. In a now viral video captured by Florian, the woman is seen trying to use her bike to protect herself from the turkey. Better than this dude running from it uh, and calling out to the musician for help. Uh, he finally, Florian finally managed to get rid of the fearless bird uh, with the help of a stick. So anyways, this turkey's on the loose. This is a really long article, much longer than it needs to be. And he's uh, too big for his britches. Yeah, really. I mean, come on. Well, what they need to do is just get a turkey hunter out there in that park. Shut the park off for a day. Let him set up and call him in. Well, if he's just attacking random people. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to de- get your camo on and set up in front of a tree. <laughs> Ride your, your turkey around. call. <laughs> you just got to go out there and, and just... Smack him upside the head. <laughs> Just ride a bicycle around with your shotgun. You yeah. know, like a like a gun rack on your handlebars. <laughs> you just wait for it to come out and get you. Like nunchuck, swing him around by his beard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I don't, I'm, I'm not afraid of a turkey. 
You know, I'm, I feel like if one was chasing me, I'd just turn around and be like, all right, we're about to square up and fight. I'm going to get scratched up. I know I'm going to, but I feel like I can get you. I got thumbs. I can choke you, you know? Yeah, I, I get turkeys here in Alabama. They tend to fear, man. They so. sure do. That's the problem. Nobody's hunting them up there. Mm-hmm. This They need to open this park up for like one week a year. Let turkey hunters get in there, <laughs> handle their all their problems. Well, you know what goes great on turkey? I got a good idea. Do you? Gravy, of course, right? Yeah. But also world-famous Cajun Curl by you blended spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, turkey, tomatoes, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on it will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice, but you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market, South's Finest Meats, um, and Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurley Wallace Boulevard. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, let's hear from the community. Okay. We have a message from Jane this week. Hey, guys, it's Jane. Um, I was just listening to your podcast, and y'all were talking about um, the pizza that you get at the school that's in a rectangle shape. It is my understanding that you can buy those at GFS stores. Now, I don't know if you guys have those in Alabama, but GFS stands for Gordon Food Service. And you can buy things like in bulk or um, you can buy utensils or napkins or things like that in bulk. I personally have not seen those pizzas there, but I don't shop at GFS very often. And I think the last time I was in one of those stores, it was like 2018 maybe. And that's just a total guess. So. I can, if I'm in that area, I can always stop in and check to see if they um, have those pizzas there, but this is what I've been told. So I hope this helps you in your quest to find the rectangle pizza, and I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. So Gordon Food Service. There we go. I, I'm actually, this is the first time I've ever heard of a GFS store. Me too. 
but we're getting closer. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the information we need when people yes. call in. Quit criticizing me and tell me where to buy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Yes. Appreciate it. Yes. I tell you what, like the ones that I remember, it sounds exactly like she's describing, but I remember them coming on a big, huge tray mm-hmm. that would go into an industrial oven. Like it's not going to fit right. in your kitchen oven. Well, they may make a smaller version for you know maybe or maybe you could just get it and like cut it into four big right sections. yeah that's what i was thinking just refreeze the other ones and <laughs> right. cook what you want yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes perfect sense we do have sam's and i mean you can get anything in bulk there but i don't remember like school pizzas being there right did, what did you get tara for mother's day anything she's not my mother exactly <laughs> exactly that's right that's what i told deidre I will say I was on her all week about she what she wanted for Mother's Day, and she never would say anything. So finally, she was like, "Just, uh, just give me some money so I can go shopping." Okay, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to go to the ATM, so just you have a debit card. Yeah, just right. go shopping." <laughs> so, anyways, I got Deidre an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> You have an air fryer. Well, well that's what I got Deidre for Mother's Day. Have you Day. used it yet? Thomas, he made Deidre so mad. Uh-oh. So, like, I, after church is when we presented, uh-huh. hey, Deidre, here's some happy Mother's Day. Here's something to cook with, you know? <laughs> yeah. But she wanted I'll one. I'll go make me some fries. She's been wanting one for a while. Uh-huh. And we saw one last weekend somewhere, and she was like, oh, I would love to have an air fryer. Hint, hint, hint. And I was like, okay, let's make a mental note. This is what she wants. <laughs> So she wasn't unhappy, but Thomas had some leftover pizza because oh, we no. went to Mr. G's after we bought the air fryer to eat, him, he and Libby and I. And uh, so he was like, I'm going to heat up my pizza in it. And Deidre was steadily like, let's read the directions first. And all that. He's like, I know I've seen Mama Sally do it because Deidre's mom has one. I work at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, right. I know how to use an air fryer. So <laughs> it drove her up the wall. <laughs> And it had like cheese inside of it, you know, because of course it's going to melt. And she was like, well, how do you clean it out? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> we make the new people in right. Chick-fil-A do that. <laughs> so, it made her so mad. So I got in there and cleaned it up and everything. Yeah. We have an air fryer. We've had one for about a year. Yeah. And we have not cooked the first thing with <laughs> that it, air fryer. Isn't it just a microwave? I thought it was a hair dryer for your food. <laughs> I don't know what, what I thought it was. <laughs> but all I know is Deidre was pumped on it. Okay. Because then she was like, she was mad because it was dirty. She was like, I was going to cook something for lunch in it, you know, and all this. And Thomas is like, yeah, I just want to reheat my pizza. You know? <laughs> Remember back in the 50s, those women would go sit in that, yeah, that the thing machine in that head. big old giant beehive yeah, hair dryer. Right. I think it's one of those, but it's for you put your food in. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought it was. I have no idea how okay. it, what it is or, or what, how it works. But we got one now. Hmm. And we'll see. Maybe, well, no, we're not eating dinner at home tonight. So maybe dinner tomorrow night will be air fryer dinner. If you learn, if you could send me some tips, some tricks. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm just going to keep putting stuff in it until I figure out how to use it. (laughs) It's got a lot of buttons on it and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, okay, uh, ice cream doesn't go in the air fryer, guys. (laughs) Figured that one out. Uh, what do you say we answer some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to our Discord uh, server, link in the show notes, 
It's the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Stan Wright. How long does it take for a giraffe to throw up? <laughs> um, I'm going to say five minutes. <laughs> Chris asks, well, first he say he quotes a song lyric. Face to face and back to back, you see and feel my sex attack is an actual Billy Idol lyric. Do you think that proves that he knows nothing about human anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy Idol might have had a hammer and could do some stuff <laughs> you and I couldn't, you know? Good. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, he did rock the cradle of love. He did. He yeah. did that. Next question comes from Goose. He says, all right, John and Tiny, you guys have finally changed my mind. We Amazon employees should unionize. <laughs> <laughs> Since I know how John loves unions so much, my question for him is how should Amazon employees go about unionizing without getting fired for trying to? I know that a while back, about 100 people got fired for trying to start a union at the Amazon warehouse I worked at. They aren't a big fan of unions. They do everything possible to stomp on that bug while it is still small. Yeah. Uh, isn't there like... I, I, There's federal labor laws. Mm -hmm. There's an prevent, Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, though, that's been yeah. making some Yeah, they headlines. had a vote. Yeah. And they got voted down. Mm -hmm. But now they're going to have a revote because they're trying the to election say that, was tainted or whatever. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Somebody doesn't, doesn't trust the election results. <laughs> Trump was like, stop the count. <laughs> you need to go find those votes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Go find <laughs> we those need 200 votes. votes. Go get those yeah. votes. So, um, I, you know, I, I would say there's federal labor laws that are supposed to prevent you from for retaliation for discussing a labor union, mm -hmm. you know? That said, that said, if you're screwing up and they've the written you up 10 times for other things because you suck, which most union employees do this while they want a union to protect <laughs> their job, okay, then they're going to have enough documentation to let you go for other reasons. So you have to get with the sharp people who aren't screwing up all the time and are excellent employees, and that's where your nexus for your union has to start. Mm -hmm. So that has no evidence to be uh, let go for other reasons, so. I would yeah. say you need to start with air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, being like, like being a, a, a dues paying member of a union myself, I have no idea how <laughs> you a, would go about it. I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> Tiny should be the resource. Reach John, out to the brothers over at Goodrich. I was about to say, John, he knows thy enemy. <laughs> he knows right. way more about unions than I do. <laughs> uh, Stan Wright asks, if a group of Necrophiliacs met a group of zombies who would be in trouble. Um, both, I guess. <laughs> but both would probably be happy. We need to get them together. Really? <laughs> uh, I just I fear for the youth. <laughs> True. <laughs> Somebody think about the children. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good movie, though. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Necros, versus Necros versus zombies. The undead. Yeah. <laughs> They're just trying to rape the zombies all the time, and the zombies are trying to eat them. Valentine's like Day of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I like, we could write a funny movie with that premise. Cash Money Oddity Billionaire says, Tiny, if John dies of a massive heart attack due to his corona vaccine, <laughs> how long do you respectfully wait to recruit his replacement and podcast again? <laughs> you know, I like podcasting. 
that said, I'm not 100% sure this podcast no, no, you would keep it rolling. Work. You keep it rolling, Tiny. <laughs> keep it rolling. Keep my I legacy would, alive. <laughs> I would try, but honestly, like seriously, like, you know, I'm trying to think of no offense to anybody, yeah. but uh, I don't feel like John can be replaced. Oh, no, no, yeah. I can't. Um, we're not going to die of heart attacks. We're going to die of AIDS. That's mm-hmm. the new thing now. The vaccine. Oh, really? Gives you, yeah, vaccine gives okay. you AIDS. Everybody knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, HIV or whatever. Also, I feel like if one of us was to die of a massive heart attack, I would put the bet on myself. No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. You have no idea how in poor shape I am. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have no idea how I am because I don't go to the doctor. You know? <laughs> Next question comes from Nicole. How long do you want Tiny to wait before he acts as a kinsman redeemer <laughs> and recruits Deidre as his second wife? <laughs> That can happen immediately too, <laughs> you know. Like as long as Deidre's down with it, I'm fine with whatever. I would be honored, but I just assumed Deidre would marry a young Latin guy. Yeah, I've always <laughs> thought that John too. Kicked the yeah. No, not like some guy named Jorge is over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Deidre has settled long enough. Yeah, okay? right. She can, she can get a better man she than can me. Get better than me too. Yeah, like I, I've, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've, I don't have no problem with Deidre finding somebody else when I die. You know, it's fine. Like who would want their spouse to be like right. sad for like no you can't be with anybody else yeah man like immediately after she I wants just, dudes hitting on her at the at the like funeral and yeah. stuff i just wanted to be somebody better than me yeah, yeah i don't even care like <laughs> she wants to date some loser with like a you know whatever like a fake cubic zirconia earring and all that that's fine hang out at rhythm and bruise that's cool whatever <laughs> do whatever you want to do girl you know i'm dead it's fine that's our Bobo ask. If you had to rename the touchdown in football, what would you call it? Um, the six pointer. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've never given it much thought. The just the goal mm-hmm. instead of a field goal. I like six pointer though. He had three six pointers today, or whatever. <laughs> you know, so he, say you can't really call it five. a touch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he threw for five six pointers. Yeah. I, you know, you think of home runs, like, well, because you run in football, although you catch too, you could, I don't yeah. know, <laughs> catch down. <laughs> well, like, I've, what's always baffled me is the scoring system in mm-hmm. football. Like, I don't understand why there's six points. I'm sure there's a logical reason. I just, it's never been explained to me. There's a six point play when you score a touchdown, you get, there's a point after touchdown, which is one point, which is a kick. If you score in a regular play on a two-point conversion, that's two points. Three points for a field goal. We skip four and five. Two points for a safety. I just don't understand. Yeah, I I just assume it was to keep the game more interesting because, you know, sometimes depending on how the score is and the the clock's running out, you're like, okay, well, a field goal's not going to do it. They have to have this. But – you know, it could go for one on this one and take the lead, or they could go for two. Like you see yeah, what I'm saying? No, like, I, yeah. I just assume it's, it's it could be. I don't people know. smarter than me. Yeah, it's like yeah. over time mm-hmm. in the history of football, they've came to the conclusion this is the best way for it to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. I'm not advocating to change it. I just wonder why it is. Right. I can ask questions in the question section too. So this is me <laughs> asking a question. Uh this one did we didn't get to it last week. Okay. But so imagine we're we're asking this question last week. Since today is your mama's birthday, what characteristics do you think you got directly from your mom? Ooh. Happy belated birthday, Ms. Brenda. Okay. So 
I definitely got my sense of humor from my mom. She's an incredibly funny person. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my outlook from life from my mom, really. You know, she's very optimistic, uh, but realistic. And I've kind of always felt that's what I am, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say those two things, my love of music, although my dad's a great music fan and a good musician in his own right. Um, uh, mom really fostered that in me and exposed me to a lot of different music. And, but you know, I, I, I don't know, like the quality she instilled in me the most probably outside of you, you're going to have to get right with God, you know, right. <laughs> As, uh, is confidence, you know, like my mom, it made me the way more confident than I ever should be in life. And that's been a blessing. That's mm-hmm. really, if you could give your kids any gift, that's what you want to give them is confidence. You know? Yeah. Because it goes a long way in life. Stan Wright asks, if someone with multiple personalities was threatening suicide, would that be considered a hostage situation? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess we're going to do this one for the last one. Uh, what if the first person who ate poison berries was actually just allergic and we were all missing out on a, <laughs> on a delicious, delicious type of berry that we all thought was poisonous? Well, that's a that's a deep thought. It is, although you would think over time, knowing how stupid humans are, it's somebody going to take more would, than one person yeah, to die right. from a berry before we quit eating. Exactly, it. yeah. Because yeah. back then, you don't know why people probably just fall over dead all the time of dysentery or mm-hmm. or whatever. And so they're like, "The tiny ate this berry and died," and you're like, "Yeah, but like he was coughing earlier. Like, how do also, we know the berry? He was it? a sickly man. Yeah, right. How do we know the berry? Go go get some of those berries. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. You know. And then another person dies. You're like, okay. These berries are off limits. Also, some people just like throw up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're not even necessarily like my kid last night. He, uh, I don't know why, why this ran through my mind, but Joe Sawyer was in rare form yesterday. He was acting up. And then for like, for no reason, he just, he just coughed a little bit, not even like a bad coughing fit. He just coughed a little. And then he just, he started to throw up. Uh, and so I got him to come over to the kitchen sink, you know. Perfect. So, That's good if you were close. And he was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And he walked away from the kitchen sink and then just all over the kitchen floor. It's good. Lisa's on kitchen floor. So I go and get the paper towels and the Swiffer and Tara's like, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, well, maybe this seems odd to you, but I was going to wipe up all throw up and then Swiffer wet and clean it up. (laughs) Sure. That's my, that was my idea. Am I handling the situation wrong? <laughs> do you have any tips? <laughs> yes. You're welcome to do this if you think you could do better. <laughs> well, later on, I, Eli, he was, I think he was like kicking the walls or something. And I was getting on to him and I said, is it not enough that you threw up all over the kitchen and that I had to clean up? <laughs> you know, please, would you act right? Is it not enough that you did that? And he said, nope, it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought to share that. That's pretty good, though. (laughs) I was so ill. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. (laughs) Man. That'll do it for questions. Okay. (laughs) As this free show draws to a close, we we want to thank those who support this show. Everyone out there who listened to this show every week, 
You can thank these people for That's helping right. make it happen. Yeah, no, y'all should send them all a thank you note. <laughs> yes. Here's a wild idea. You could join the Patreon, too. And get more content. Yeah. It's like five bucks. You're getting an entire extra show pretty much every time. And you can't buy a Happy Meal for $5 anymore. No, right. So you're looking at $60 a year, you get two shows a week. It's really that's a that's that's a that's a huge savings. North America has been struck with massive inflation. Yeah. And even though your paycheck looks the same, it shrinks in sure. value every day. Right. But hey, that five dollars can still get you a, a patron show. It can. Uh, and and better value, I think, than what we were given. Absolutely. Yeah. Because listen, if you buy a happy meal and you eat it. It may be the best Happy Meal you've ever had, but you're not going to remember what that Happy Meal was like 20 years from now. No, no. This show, on the other hand, sure. it is going to cause you to laugh for a lifetime. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne. Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. We all thank you so much for donating to the show, supporting us. And like we said, if you want to, if you want to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity. You can sign up for any tier you want, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show and all the stuff. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity, extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up the extension today? I'm going to talk about the Wicked Bible. <laughs> the Wicked Bible. Okay. Yeah. Not the good one. Nope. The this Wicked Bible. the bad one. one. That's okay. right. Uh, I am going to talk about NASA's plan to send nudes to aliens okay. in the hopes of contacting them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well. And... Do we, <laughs> do we want horny aliens? Of course we do. Look, <laughs> when they get into the Milky Way, they're going to start getting pop-up ads for hot MILFs in their area anyways. You know? Well, I mean, we'll talk about this in the show, but we've already done that with Voyager 2. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah. We got two little etchings or whatever of, yeah. of a naked guy and a naked girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... What kind of the guy? Very Statue of David-esque, if you know what I'm saying. Well, it was a bunch of white dudes in NASA sure, that put it together. Right. Sure. Also, do we dare brave the treacherous waters of the SCOTUS leak? Oh, yeah, definitely. We were talking about that. We'll definitely I got, talk about that. I got some thoughts on it. <laughs> All right. I've done a lot of thinking on it this week. That is, again, once one more time, patreon.com slash earth oddity. Join the Patreon. Everybody yes. should. You got anything else before we end the show? Nope, other than I love all the people who listen to this show. Even if you don't call, text, write, email, or interact with me, you're, you're all cool. I like all of you. I wish nothing but the best for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And tell somebody about us so we can conquer the world, right? <laughs> that's what we want to do. Yeah, like I want to be richer than Elon Musk. I want to buy Twitter from him. <laughs> yeah. And then kick him off. Yeah. <laughs> and then go right back to censoring Sure, yeah, everybody. everyone. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're not towing the Southern Baptist line, I'm kicking you <laughs> off of Twitter, okay? Uh-huh. 
You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you for listening no matter where you get us, whether it's from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. You can check out show art. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662. I didn't pull it up in time. You would think I would have it memorized after all these years. 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, Odd Squad. Welcome to the Patrons Extension. So, John, there was a... Uh, there was a SCOTUS decision that was leaked last week. I can't. I don't know if you heard about it. Did look, you hear about it? I've been waiting.